All right, welcome back to another episode of Become a Calm Mama. I am Darlene and I'm your host. And I'm really excited. Today we're going to talk about your relationship with your home. And I have a really special guest named Robin Reynolds, who is a certified professional organizer. And she is going to talk to us all about how to take really good care of our house so that we can take good care of ourselves and our mind and our kids and all of that. We we spend a lot of time in our homes, especially when you have small kids, you're home a lot with them. And if we're finding ourselves in a negative relationship with our house, then we might not feel fantastic about being at home. And so I want to give Robin a chance to introduce herself. And we're just going to get right into talking about the struggles that we have in organizing, why it's important. And then Robin's going to give, Robin's going to give us some really great tips on how to do that. So welcome to the podcast, Robin. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be fun. It's going to be great. So just briefly tell us a little bit about yourself, like your background. What does it mean to be a professional organizer? Like how'd you get into it? Just a little bit. Okay. So uh, my company is Organized to Harmonize. I started in 2008. I had no idea that organizing was ever a thing. I didn't know anybody that did it, never heard the term. And, but it was something that I've always done myself. You know, it's just how I'm wired. And I was reading a magazine one day and I found out about the National Association. And I was like, oh my goodness, I could actually do that for a living. So I joined the the uh, association, kind of figured out how to start a business, and here we are, all these many years, going on fifteen years later. Yeah. And over time, I became a certified professional organizer, also. Nice. Yeah. So I brought you on because uh, my audience is moms, and I wondered if you wanted to share kind of what you see are the things that are the either the hardest to organize or what the struggles are like what are your thoughts around families first let me say that we are an abundant society we Mm. get way more than we get rid of what i hear continuously from my clients is when we go through stuff it was like oh the in-laws gave this to me my mother-in-law the mother-in-law gets blamed for everything (laughs) (laughs) i always say cut down on the number of toys now yeah well let me think let's talk about that abundance because i think there's two things you talked about there of we have more we get more than we get rid of uh, however you phrase that was so great and it's it's true we have a lot of stuff and then there's the emotional attachment maybe, or like, oh, my mother-in-law or my mom gave me this or my sister or my best friend, or we sometimes sort of feel bad possibly about moving things along. And I wondered if you could speak to that. That's like an obstacle. I think that happens for, for us is like maybe emotional attachment to things Well, the thing that I always say is that organizing is more than fitting a a round peg in a square hole, because there is such a huge psychological component to it. And like Mm -hmm. you said, people have a hard time letting go of things. And a lot of times they just need the permission from a neutral third party to say it's okay. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. once somebody gives you something, it is yours to do what you want with it. Because let's say it was a pony and you can't, you don't have the space or wherewithal to have a pony. You're (laughs) going to find that pony a home, you know, regardless of who gave it to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously that's, I'm kidding. And that's an extreme, 
But well, it's a good example, actually, because there are things that we might receive from people that just don't work for us. Right. You know, as in a, with our value system or the type of toy maybe that we're given and or maybe our child already has many of those items or we don't want them to have that kind of doll or whatever it is, you know, maybe yeah. they give you a toy gun and you're like, I don't want to have things like this around right. my house. Um, it's, it, it sounds like you're saying it's kind of okay to maybe say thank you and move it along. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it is now when it, somebody gives you something, it is yours. Think mm -hmm. of it in any way, you, even if it was something that you liked. The flip side of that is when you talk about kids, you know, once they get to be school age, that's when the real clutter starts mm -hmm. because the number of uh, things that come home from school, you know, whether it's preschool or whether it's elementary school, I mean, that's where the majority of it is mm -hmm. between the art projects and the, the paperwork. You know, I have clients that are, they want to keep every single paper that their kid wrote because it has their cute little handwriting mm -hmm. and, you know, or every little thing that they draw. And I can guarantee there is not a person on the planet that is going to say, give me all my elementary school artwork to put in their <laughs> college dorm or their first apartment. I can yes. pretty much guarantee that one. Mm -hmm. However, what I like to do and what I've done for my own child and for um, clients is you pick the best of the best because let's face it. They're not Picasso, so it's just cute, and that's just about it. But there mm -hmm. are nicer pieces that you like. So you can collect those nicer pieces from preschool to elementary, whether that ends at fifth or sixth grade for you. I take pictures of the, of the art, and then I actually create a photo book of it. So now it can sit as a coffee table book. You get to actually enjoy it instead of it sitting in the bin in the garage or up in a closet somewhere where you're never going to look at it. Mm -hmm. And then you can let those pieces go. Now I have a coffee table book, whether she wants it later on or, you know, me when I'm in my rocking chair on the porch when I'm 90 and want to reminisce, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so great. So are, would you say that the suggestion would be to take those photos as they, as the artwork comes through and, and, or, you know, take the pictures of the things and maybe organize it on your phone somewhere. Or I don't know, like in a full a folder or something like that and not keep it around or wait, you know, okay, we're going to keep this in all in a box. This is the stuff till sixth grade. Then I'm going to go through it. I'm going to take pictures and then I'm going to make this book. Like we're, we're at brass tacks here. Where it depends on the person really and who mm. you are as a person, because if you're that organized that you can actually put it into folders in the computer on the phone where you can find it in six years. No, seriously, mm -hmm. because if you put it in the phone and not do anything with it, then you're it's going to be really hard to find it when it's time to go make that photo book. For sure. So if you can do it as it comes in, great. Otherwise, I would say keep the nicer ones in a bin. Which is what I had done. I just kept them all together or put an art portfolio, one of those art um, things that you would put actual artwork in. And then when you're ready to make the book, then you can take all the pictures, discard the art and create the photo book that way. Yeah. Okay, great. So that's 
dealing with all of that, like school papers and like the, yeah. the projects and the different things. And some of them are actually like large, right? Like if you make a, the mission or, yes, make, oh God, you know, something <laughs> like that, then, you know, you really don't want to keep that around. You're going to no. want to have a photo of it. And the solar system. And yeah. All these other yeah. Things yeah. Cause some of them are projects like actually, you know, larger. Um, yes. So that seems like a good strategy of just maybe for kid, you have a, a, you know, plastic bin that you know where it goes in the garage or in a closet or something like that. And as the stuff comes through, it's like, does this, do I keep this? Do I not, you know, maybe right. you put it up for a day or for a week or whatever. And then you're like, yeah, is this worthy of the, of the box or the, yeah. is yeah. it worthy of going in the book? Should we preserve this memory for a lifetime? Yes. Yes. And then that making those decisions. So that seems like, and one box for each child if you have more than one child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of keeping keeping that stuff because yeah, that can that kind of clutter can definitely be around. Yes. So what do you think about like what are the benefits of like we just gave this example of not having, you know, random school and artwork around your house and you know, having having it having it have a designated space. Mm -hmm. What are the emotional or mental benefits of organizing? What do you see for your clients? Like, what are they struggling with when they come to you? And then how does this help them? Well, first and for foremost, a cluttered space is a cluttered mind. It equals a cluttered <laughs> mind. It's hard to really focus and do what you actually need to do when there's all this distraction all around you. So when you clear it up, you actually make a space in mentally to be able to do what's actually important and to focus on what's important, whatever that may be for you. Mm -hmm. And then in addition, one, you're not, um, you know, there's less, let's say there's more family uh, harmony mm -hmm. because you're not, you know, yelling or nagging this person to pick up this and you're not, you know, fussing with this one because they won't, you know, they put something that you don't know where it is. Yeah. You can't find you something. Know. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. You're also saving money because when everything, the whole point of organizing is for everything to have a home, you mm -hmm. know, quote unquote home, it needs to live somewhere. When you use it, it needs to go back into that space. Mm -hmm. So when it, that happens, everyone will know where that item is. So you're not looking for the screwdriver because now it's in Joey's underneath his bed because he used it to fix a toy. Mm -hmm. You know, you know exactly where it is. So you're not buying another one. So you're saving money. Because yeah, and I think as a mom, like saving time as well to, for, for your kids to go find things, right? Like mom, I need, um, paper for this project or I need construction paper. I need crayons. And then I'll, you're going around your house looking for something. Exactly. That's just so draining. Yes. So if they, if they know where something is, or you can say, Oh, it's in the cupboard here or on my desk or, you know, right. Exactly. No, Cause a lot of times, um, depending on what your house is like, there may mm -hmm. be a drawer, say in the kitchen or something that has all those kind of, you know, that's lower. So the little ones can reach it, yeah. but that has all that kind of stuff in it. Mm -hmm. So it's the kid drawer, whether it's their coloring books, their crayons, their pencils for school, whatever they need, because now they know where it is. Yeah. They know where to put it back when they're done with it. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And that, you know, they don't have to constantly because everybody goes to mom for everything. Mom is the, you know, <laughs> yes. the be all, the end all. Like, mm-hmm. no, like, as if no one else in the house knows anything, yeah. which is true. You know, moms are great, but yes. everybody goes to mom and it's draining on moms. It is so, so draining. To, yeah. So to be able to have the kids go and get things for themselves just makes everything so much easier. And it takes a load off of the mom so that they don't have to, you know, or the dad, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the family dynamic is. Um, but you don't want to, it'll just let you kind of breathe a little bit easier. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I wonder if you could speak to, sometimes I have clients who know they have a lot of mess, like they want, they can't figure out how to start kind of like that's their style a little bit. They're not super type A or whatever. They're right. kind of like things to be a little more casual. And then it snowballs a bit. And now they've got piles and everywhere, right? Piles of kids clothes and they've got piles of artwork and they, you know, got bills around. And um, it's not like dirty. It's just sort of messy. And then right. I, the overwhelm kicks in. And I wonder if you could speak to kind of how to start if you're in that place. Well, part of that is not having systems in place for doing things. You know, I've seen a lot of families, especially when there's a lot of, uh, or a lot, I mean, two or three kids, Mm -hmm. which makes for a family of four or five. So Mm -hmm. that is a lot. When you're talking about laundry, Mm -hmm. you know, it piles up every day, you know, because there could be the clothes, the way to school and work, then you have the sports clothes, then the summer, you know, kids are changing multiple times a day or whatever. And especially if they're uh, more toddlers, they get dirty. So you might change their clothes often. So the systems is really important, like a laundry system or, yeah. So we start with the system itself. It sounds like, like, yes. So you would, let's just name off some of them. Cause I think it'll be helpful for our listeners. Like, You've got well, okay. systems for laundry. What else do you think you have systems for? Like, I'll, you have to have a system for everything. I know, but let's name a few. <laughs> but when I say everything, it also goes back to where every where things are going to live, mm-hmm. you know, where they have a home. So once you designate an area for something, that's the first system, whether it's for the school supplies the, or whether it's the toys, whether it's the, you know, certain snacks, whatever it is, that's the system. Then the next okay, that's part where we it. start. Let's just slow that down for a second. So we start with where things are going to live. Right. Where do they actually belong? That's such a good question, actually, because I think it can be. I think sometimes we think we have I we think we know, but then when right. you're actually asked, like, where do school supplies go? I was like, oh, well, I kept some in this place and some in this place. And exactly. And in this drawer, I keep some scissors, but over here, I keep so, or like, where do shoes go? Right. Because so some people don't wear shoes in the house. Some people come in through their garage and then keep them in the garage. Mm-hmm. Some people come in the front door and want to, cl- you know, have a closet at the front door where they keep them. Yeah. So all of those things. And it depends on how you personally live. Yeah. You know, there's no one blanket system for anything. It's how you personally live because mm-hmm. what works for you, Darla, may not work for me. And then after that, you have the systems, then it's, you know, everybody on board. And I don't think anyone is ever too young. I mean, outside of an infant 
Mm-hmm. But even a two-year-old can pick up after themselves and you can say, okay, pick that toy up and go put it over there. So they mm-hmm. get in the habit knowing that that's where that goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? We need so, to know where it goes first. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you say if someone has a lot of diff- lot of overwhelm that you would say, let's just start with one system, like let's start with laundry, let's get that handled or yes. let's start with paperwork or let's start with toys. Yes. Something like that. You know, I tell clients that even bringing in the mail, it's full of junk mail. Mm-hmm. Immediately just throw that away. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you quote unquote need are the bills, mm-hmm. you know, and anything, any cards or anything personal that comes, which is usually not that much. And speaking of stuff coming in, I always like to put Things that need to go out, whatever that may be, whether they're the reusable grocery bags, Mm -hmm. the backpacks for the next day or whatever, by the door where you come in and out of, because Mm -hmm. that way you can just grab it and take it out the next time you go. Mm -hmm. If you leave it anywhere else, it's going to have a harder time actually getting out of the house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So by um, putting it where you have to exit, it's a reminder that, oh, let me take it out. Well, I was going to share, this is a hack that I use that people always thought was kind of odd, but I kept my kids' socks near the door, not just their shoes. And we have a two-story home and the boys would get ready in the mornings before school upstairs. And then they would come down and eat and everything Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, get get themselves organized. And it would not, it would not work for me to have them go back up to get socks or, you know, I just, I would kept the socks also near the shoes. And whenever we do the laundry, I would just put their socks away and they were the same size essentially. So they just had the same socks and it made a huge difference in our life because kind of what you're saying is like things by the door, things that you need to have access to as you go in and out. Um, keeping backpacks by the door as well, you know, simple things like that. But most people put socks in the sock drawer, right? In the top drawer of your dresser or whatever. And um, it was always funny that I would have them in a basket down by the shoes. And I did that for my own sanity. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to be different for everyone because if I was working with you, I may say, you know, we would have this conversation and then you would explain to me exactly why you have that habit, which is totally fine because that works for you. I'm not going to say, no, darling, you can't do that. It has to go up in the, uh, the, you know, into the dresser. If that works for you, then so be it. That's totally fine. Yeah. Well, you're the first person I've ever heard say that they keep socks by the front door. One thing that I did about the abundance issue with my kids is that I would keep just the amount of shirts that they needed for a week plus one. So we had like eight shirts, eight pairs of shorts, eight pairs of underwear, eight pairs of socks, one pair of shoes, one sweatshirt. And it's, very extreme in some ways, like I'm being a minimalist in that way, but I could not cope with the, the abundance. It was very overwhelming for me mm-hmm. as a mom to have a lot of extra stuff. And it would be kind of odd. Like if they lost their sweatshirt, they'd only have one, or like if their shoes were muddy, they'd only have <laughs> one pair of shoes. 
Um, and they also grew so fast that it was kind of hard for me to keep them in shoes. Like we'd get a pair and then it felt like I would get another pair so soon after. And it's now that they're teenagers, they're both kind of like, do you think I could have like more pants than <laughs> just like, you know, six pairs or, you know, could I, could I have more t-shirts? Uh, it, uh, I'm like, of course you can, you know, express right. yourself. But I just found like, I, kind of what you're saying is like, it is okay to find systems that work for us, but we want to be honest about like, what is overwhelming to me? And then doing that work of finding a solution and implementing it. It, I think a lot of times we'll have frustration around an area in our life and we won't necessarily stop and think like, how could I solve this? If there was a solution, what would I do? Right. How could I make this simpler? How could I make this work for me? But, you know, let me speak on clothes for a second, because one thing that is big with um, especially elementary school kids is the hand-me-downs that people get Mm. over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And even having same sex children of different ages, they Mm -hmm. keep clothes for the next for the next child. I did that too. Yes. And they were two years apart. And so having to store those clothes sometimes would be an issue. Well, you only had eight pairs, so that wasn't that I one. did. I know. So I was I- like, and probably by the time they were really well worn, <laughs> there wasn't yeah. much to pass. They probably, you probably should have just gotten rid of them instead of passing <laughs> them down. But there would be like a, you know, a nice jacket or sweatshirt right. or like, you know, dress up clothes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally get that. But oftentimes people are getting buckets and buckets of things from Mm -hmm. friends, you know, especially when somebody just has a baby Mm -hmm. and it could be, well, they're, you know, pregnant and they're getting 4T clothing yeah, or 3T. One, you can say thank you, but I don't need it. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing because again, it's the permission just because somebody's giving you, or if you accept it, pick and choose what you would really like. Mm -hmm. And then give the rest away, either Mm -hmm. hand it down to another friend or give it to charity. Uh, When you do save, I would say the same thing is true when you save for for the next child, depending on the age difference between the kids, because yours are only two years apart, but Mm -hmm. there are sometimes people that have kids, same sex that are five years apart. That's Mm -hmm. a lot of, of holding on to stuff. And depending on whether they're girls or boys, girls styles change a whole lot more than boys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your girls, depending on the age, may not want to wear that or they may be a different child. They may not want to wear all the dresses. They may be into just shorts mm-hmm. and pants, you know, so keep all these things in mind. It's not like you have to keep them. Yeah, there are spaces, some spaces have more storage than other spaces. We kind of need to be honest with ourselves and like how much space can I afford to give to this item? Like it's a limited exactly. resource. It's and, I call it valuable real estate. Like yeah, valuable yeah. real estate, you know, that yeah. you need for something that you actually will use and not something that you might need one day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we've given a lot of really great tips before, like, I mean, tips, you know, about if someone gives you a gift, we don't, that means it's ours. And we can keep it or not keep it. I love that. Um, 
that everything so starts with systems, right? Everything starts with the system having, um, and that means where does it live? Right. Right. Um, deciding that first and then building the system around it, training our kids to like learn where things go so they can get them makes our life easier and put them away makes our life easier. Um, and then keeping things near the door is also one of the tips that we've given, like, you know, things that go, go in and out, right. Like grocery bags and, you know, shoes or, or uh, even things that you have to do with running errands, you know, yes, yeah. you may have items to return, put it by the door. Mm-hmm. If you keep it mm-hmm. anywhere else, you're not going to remember to return it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking really like of the mom who's listening to this today. And she's like, I have not organized my kids toys. It's a disaster. Our playroom is a mess and I am overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. Like, yeah, I'm not, and I'm not doing it or I know what to do and I'm not doing it. What, what would you say to her today? It's hard to just say one thing because Mm -hmm. I don't know what is going through somebody's head mm-hmm, when, mm-hmm. when they're really that, because usually I don't work with somebody that is really that resistant, you know, yeah, they are like, I'm ready. I hired you. Let's do it. Right. I'm yeah. Key, so what does know? happen? Tell us. So, cause we're going to, people right now are like, I think I'm ready. I would like Robin to help me. And they want to have a phone call and they're like, well, I want to talk to her. I want to figure out how to f- organize my house. And, the interesting thing is people will also will ask me, let's say they want to do the house. Mm-hmm. They'll ask me, well, where should we start? And I say, yes. well, I don't live here. So what bugs you the most? Okay. So that's because a good I place don't... for people to realize, like what bugs you the most? Right. And for that's some, where they we may start. work at home. So it might be their home office. For mm-hmm. some, it might be the kitchen because they have to cook meals every day. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on the person, but it has to be your choice on where we start, not mine, because I don't live in the home. Yeah. So that's such a great question for anyone listening is like, what part of your house is, is bugging you? As you say, you know, what is yeah. the, what is the, where's the struggle currently? And what would bring you the most peace? You know, if this, if this, if this was solved, if this was easier in your house, mm-hmm. you know, then you might feel a little bit better. And, and that's how you would have everyone start is sort of like pick one project or one area and work through that one and then go to the next one and go to the next one. It's not like when we say whole house, it's not the whole house. Right. Still. Well, the project may be the whole house, but you can't do it all at once. You have to start in one area. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for people that want to try and do it on their own, you know, I always say Rome wasn't built in a day. You're, you know, you have to start small. So literally pick one corner, one tabletop, one something to just start with that, you know, Mm -hmm. start clearing it off. If there's trash there, get rid of the trash. If there are things that don't belong there, say you're in the office, but there are dishes in there, put the dishes back in the kitchen where they belong, Mm -hmm. put the clothes or the toys back where they belong. So just start in one area. Do not I cannot stress it enough. Do not jump from room to room or area to area because what will happen is you won't see a send anything changing and mm-hmm. then you'll get defeated as if you're not doing anything. So you have to just start in one corner or one, say your desk, 
do that, then move on to the whatever else is in that room. If there's a couch in the room full of stuff, move that uh, or or work on that. Because mm-hmm. the more that you accomplish in one room and you see the progress, it'll motivate you to keep going in that room and then going on to other rooms. Yeah, because otherwise you're like halfway through a bunch of random projects and not yeah, really you just seeing don't any... see it. It's yeah. mad, it's as if you know you were cooking and it's like, well, I'm gonna mix all these ingredients for this cake, but then I'm gonna mix the ingredients for the lasagna and then but nothing's finished, so you haven't actually accomplished anything and there's still nothing to eat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, let's pick up takeout. You know? <laughs> and we just wasted all that energy and time and money on all of the, you know, exactly. wasted resource. Yeah. So picking one area. Now you have some programs, people can work with you virtually and you have courses. So tell yeah. us a little bit about those online courses. I think that's really, I think there's a lot of scrappy moms in my audience that do like DIY and um, they, they're interested in like, systems and keeping their homes organized and having more peace. Um, so what are some of those courses that you offer? So I just created a bunch. I'm always creating more, but I currently have a 30 day declutter and organize challenge. Oh, Decluttering wow. Home in 30 days. Um, I have a kitchen one on kitchens. I can't remember the exact titles, but I yeah. have Increase your productivity with an organized office. Ah. I have staging when for top dollar when you're selling your home. I have moving made easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, closets have a celebrity closet. Oh, okay. So the closets is really good because it ha- manages the clothing, the yes. laundry, kind of all those systems in there. The thing is, when your closet is organized, you actually start your day making you feel so much better. You can see what you own. Mm -hmm. It's easier to get dressed in the morning. So everyone wants you to create the toy one. So that's your next task, (laughs) the toy course or whatever, (laughs) organizing your kids crap or whatever. Um, Yes. You know, that one is really, really hard because I know that is so important just working with clients, but it's so specific to what your home is like. I know. Like really have a special, you know, a playroom. mm -hmm. Some people just have, you know, the kid's bedroom. Yeah. They don't want any toys in the living room. So it's so specific, you know? Yeah. So that would be a good thing for someone to work with you one-on-one. Yeah. Um, and, and, or, and hire your company. And so you do do if you're in the Los Angeles areas, right? So yes. you can, people in LA can hire you in person um, or virtually. So kind of share how that works. Like FaceTime, you show you their stuff or how do you do that? Yeah. So obviously we are on zoom or some sort of video chat. I'm seeing the space, but I'm telling you what to do. And then you are are actually doing the work because Mm -hmm. I'm physically not there, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in that, you will also get homework to do in between sessions. Yeah, of course. One, it holds you accountable. It keeps the cost down because you're doing part of the work. It also keeps people, uh, you know, the motivation, like I said, Mm -hmm. as a coach, you know, and I'm teaching them how to do it as well, because when they physically do it themselves, as opposed to me doing it, it kind of stays in their memory bank a little bit more. 
physical act of them doing it themselves that it mm-hmm. sticks in their brain more. So it mm-hmm. almost like it's creating a habit for them. Yeah. I love that. Okay, good. So they, there's the DIY classes, there's working one-on-one with you, and then you actually doing the work if they live locally. Um, so how do people find you? What are the best like ways to learn more about your work? <laughs> Go to my website, mm-hmm. which is organized to harmonize. And that's the number two. Okay. And then I'm also on Instagram, same name, organized to harmonize with the number two as well. Okay, great. So everyone can find Robin yeah. there. And all the courses and stuff are listed on the website. So you can see all that information as well. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I really work hard from people who listen, in, listen to my podcast to not judge themselves and like don't beat themselves up. And I think it can be really easy to look at our unorganized house and make ourselves wrong for it. Or, uh, you know, listening to this episode, maybe we're like, oh, I need to get to doing that. Uh, and I never want anyone to feel wrong or bad. It's just information. Like maybe right. you're not ready. Maybe you don't have the capacity to make these decisions or to work on this system or to figure this out. The one really important thing that we didn't talk about or didn't mention earlier is that this is organization truly is how your brain works. Mm-hmm. It's a brain-based modality. So mm-hmm. some people are organized and some people aren't. And a lot of people, like you're saying, do beat themselves up, you know, because they think that they can't do it. We all have our strengths when it comes to our brains. Like no one should ever feel bad about not being able to stay organized or keep yourself organized. And when you're neurodivergent or have different modalities, it's even harder. You know, it's more of a challenge if you have, if you struggle with ADHD or depression Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. OCD or any other of a number of, of modalities. So don't feel that you have to be you know, that it's easy for everyone and that it has to be perfect because mm-hmm. it's really harder for most people. <laughs> it's, and that's it's what's so valuable, I think, about working with an organizer is they you work with someone who helps you set up that system. Because I think that's what you're saying is like that not everybody thinks that way of like of a system and where to put things and how to think about space and how to think about use and this is your genius zone. And it doesn't mean that we all need to know all of that. We can hire you. We can get help from you. We can take your course and learn the, the basic foundations and the skills that we need in order to implement those systems. And, and then our job isn't to like create the system. It's just to follow through with it. Right. And the thing is, too, people sometimes are very hesitant or might be because they're embarrassed. Mm. And, you know, there's no judgment. We are here to help. All we want to do is make your life easier. We are not here to judge you. We are only here to help. So it is we are a safe space. I have clients cry. I have clients change clothes in front of me. I have clients that do just about everything. Couples fighting. You know, any and everything can happen. And our only goal is to make your living space more conducive to for you to live in. Mm, yeah. And it's possible, right? No matter what our obstacles are, how many Absolutely. kids we have, how busy we are, how messy it is, whether we think like this or not, that there's a path for, for everybody. 
and mm. it means getting help, right? And all the just getting support, and that's what you're Absolutely. here for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. You are very welcome. This is so much fun. I love talking about it. So, <laughs> isn't it fun? It's always so great to talk about the thing that we love. Yeah. Yes. Good, good, good. Well, thank you. I know that for me, having an organized home has made a huge difference in becoming a calm mama, which is the whole point of this podcast, how to live in a, in our family, in our lives and feel calm. And one of the, one of those keys is in our own homes. And so I hope this episode has been helpful and that you all reach out to Robin and follow her, get her tips and buy her courses and learn all the things so that you can organize to harmonize. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody. And we will see you next week.